There'd be a lot of poop in my pants. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big mm-hmm. abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn podcast. Even though I mumbled there, <laughs> I am the great and powerful mystery. And I am soft disclosure, Jay. Ooh. And together, we are going to be joined by a very special guest with a very special encounter. Uh, <coughs> going to kick it over to Jay. Well, this is a friend of the show, a consistent commenter on our Facebook page, and a Patreon member. Please welcome to the show, John. Woo! <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, we've been looking forward to this for a while. Just scheduling and you getting sick and me getting sick, it just has been oh, elusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tis the season for that. So. Mm-hmm. Ain't it? Yeah. yeah, he told me about the subject we're going to cover, and I'm excited. I don't know nothing about it, but I'm excited to hear this. So it's, it's your show. Yeah. You take us on whatever journey we're going to go on. Well, I mean, you know... Um, this one kind of hit me out of left field because uh, I've never heard of it. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of weird things in this world, but this one was a new one. So that's actually why I reached out to you guys in the first place. I was like, you know, if anyone's going to do some digging and maybe talk about it, these guys. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the actual experience was pretty brief. We were driving down the highway and, you know, I live about hour and a half north or south of the canadian border so we're we're up in the sticks in northern minnesota and we were driving back and we see this big open marsh like a pocket of marsh in the woods and there's this really weird ugly looking you know fern gully tree thing out there and we're sitting there staring at it going god that's an ugly tree you know and then as we're looking at it it starts walking hmm like actually walking and i don't mean shifting around because i've seen a couple trees that move this thing actually had like uh uh leg structures and it was walking and we saw this thing take a few steps and by that time we lost sight of it and we're both sitting there dumbfounded you know and i was kind of <laughs> you know first joking like that was the ugliest sasquatch i've ever seen in my entire life yeah yeah Yeah. so we're sitting there we're driving we still got another half hour back to the house and the wife is losing it you know she is just because she's never seen anything anything like that at all you know uh from chicago so okay (laughs) little little different uh background than me and uh so we were sitting there talking about it and you know she busting out the phone and getting online and nothing uh, i mean just nobody talked about it anywhere and so we kind of hit a, a roadblock there it's it, but it, you know we we saw it it was two o'clock in the afternoon sunny clear skies you know mm. <laughs> only about 40 yards off the side of the road right there so i mean it was plain sight middle of the daytime no mistake in what it was but what was it <laughs> so this Big, it, so my understanding, like a big gnarled tree. Yeah, yeah, and, really uh, ugly. No leaves or nothing like that, correct? Nope. Like, okay. Nope. So, and then yeah. when you said leg structure, how could you tell how many legs it had, or did it look like it was bipedal too? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely bipedal. Um, it it 
it looked like two gnarly legs coming out of the bottom of this mm. thing, and it was walking through this swamp. Yeah. This is to me a walking tree. And then, so during, after yeah. we reached out, we did some research and stuff like that. But first off, the Lelanol Lake Monster, which would be another body of water, was literally a living... Sorry. Oh, sorry, Wi-Fi is bad. Literally a living tree that a kid thought was a big dead tree. He tied up to it to use as an anchor, and it oh, opened no. an eye and took off. And it was <laughs> another living, like this, he was so convinced it was a dead tree that he literally tied yeah. a rope to it. And then it opened up its eye, and, you know, and other people had seen this living tree. And that was Leland All, Michigan. And it was huh. only like six, seven foot of water. Uh, yeah, Mexico has a st- history of walking trees, and there's literally a, supposedly a species of trees that lives in I forget the mountain range. We kind of touched on a little bit in Cryptobotany, uh, oh, okay. part one, and but literally they'll crawl over the mountain range on the, depending on the season, supposedly following the yeah. water. And the yeah, people, I've heard of those too. Yeah, so it's 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 but nobody talks about. It. There's never great detail or great you know in-depth research into the the living or walking trees or you know trees are alive but animate trees yeah but you right. got a really good look at one yeah and, and it, it moved like a sentient thing you know i've seen the those moving trees as well that follow the water but this had more of a sentience about it it, it just um it was closer to a being than a tree you know mm-hmm. yeah. and it looked like a tree but it did not move it's so hard to describe uh, it's yeah no it walked you know it didn't change position it was actually walking hmm. and that was the weirdest thing i've ever seen did it have like a noticeable arms or a head or anything like any like normal body structure or did it just not particularly. I mean, it was it is a multi-branched type mm. of structure for the tree. Okay. Um, but it, you know, I, I wouldn't say that it was like a uh, a duplicate of, say, like an ant from J.R.R. Tolkien or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Where it looks like a man with leaves on it or something. You know, um, it didn't have that appearance. It did look more like a tree. Um, so, you know, I didn't see like an obvious head structure yeah. or, or, uh, just two arms as branches or anything like that. Um, it, it looked like just a gnarled dead tree about 13, 14 feet tall. Man. Those, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> those Minnesota traffic cops are really going all out in their camo to catch those speed, speeders up there. Sitting in a bog oh, yeah. Yeah. in a tree costume. <laughs> Just to catch you speeding. Because, you know, I know it's very rural up there. I mean, you, you might go miles before you see another car. They're just waiting on that one guy. They're like, all right, we need to put this into the budget. Right. <laughs> Gilly, <laughs> Gilly tree suit, camo. I don't know. <laughs> We need to put this into the budget. Right, yeah. So they can cram things into their budget. It's they're spending it on things like this. <laughs> Absolutely. They they do that though. But no, it was about uh, I don't know how familiar I heard you guys say you go fishing up here sometimes. It's uh, about forty five minutes north of a town called McGregor on Highway sixty five. So Ooh. So it, I fished approaching. I fished up there as a lake called Lake Johnson or Johnson Lake. I don't know if you ever heard of it. There's only 10,000 lakes in Minnesota, so... tons of them up there. There was also, like, it's nearby an elephant lake. Um, Where I I go fishing is up near the... uh, I'm trying to think. There's a national park up there. Voyagers National Park. Canadian border. Oh, sure. Yeah, so it's way up there. I don't know if you guys... If that's near that, but I I would be very interested in driving near that area. Because, shoot, why not? If I'm going to be close, I'm going up there this summer. Right. Right. It's 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 one of the main conduits. You've got 35W and 65 are the two big ones mm-hmm. that people drive. But uh, I mean, you know, if you've been up here, it goes from there's towns to there's nothing real, real quick. Oh, real yeah. Quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so but I mean, a walking tree still exists. It may be out there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like like he's saying, it's it's two lane you know, highway, but. Like I drove up there, I think it was on a Saturday night, and then drove through all through the night, all Sunday morning, 
there were stretches like maybe an hour or two where I didn't even see a car coming the other way, let alone passing one, you know, going my way. Like it's so right. <laughs> very remote once you get up there. Then you hit a little town like off the highway, just tons of people there. Then not even a mile outside of it. It's nothing. there's nothing. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yep, that's actually why I moved up here because I love that. Five minutes and you're you're out. Yep. <laughs> you know? Oh, real you fast. Can go to Walmart and be gone real quick. And be in walking but, tree you know, territory. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, you know, you hear a lot of stuff up here. The 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 people, you know, we've got almost more dogman stories than than squatch stories, mm-hmm. which is weird. You'd think it'd be the other way around, but a lot of dogman stuff. But you know, I've I've talked to a lot of these people. These, you know, because we're hardcore hikers and backpackers. I do, you know, survivalist camping and stuff like that. Oh, sweet. And I've talked to a lot of people, and they don't, they've never even heard of this thing. Yeah, you know, like not even a rumor, right? You think there'd be s- some sort of buzz, you know, somewhere, right? Right. But what I did, so we were sitting there and we're like, you know what? I've got a lot of friends in in local tribes up here, so I was like, I'm gonna contact some Ojibwe because if anyone's gonna know, it's gonna be them. Mm-hmm. I mean, who who else do you hit up? Internet's dead. Locals don't know. Someone's had to have seen this thing because I can't be, you know, the only person. And uh, that's actually kind of when we started to go down the rabbit hole and find info. Um, yeah. So according to the Ojibwe, they they call it the Matig, and mm. it's 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 a name, but Matig literally means tree. So. They use Matig all the time, but when they address this as the Matig, you know, like uh, it's the tree. Yeah. It's not a tree, it's the tree. Hmm. And um, they apparently have a lot of history surrounding it. Um, we actually got to talk to, we, we had to call a bunch of elders, actually. Um, the first three of them, we called them and they were not pleased with the subject. Um Ooh. Yeah, it, it was kind of like how you hear, you know, southwestern tribes talking about how they don't want to talk about skinwalkers. It was that vibe, hmm. you know. Um, they, they, these are the same people that would, you know, talk to you about anything. But this thing, they did not want to talk about. Um, the the one guy was, you know, hung up on us right off the bat. He didn't even say anything. He just clicked. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, really, really rude. Uh, the, the next guy um, didn't believe us. He told us that a uh, white man would never give that privilege. So we're like, okay, well, tell me more. And that was the end of that conversation. <laughs> Just, you know. <laughs> and so we're like, this is getting weirder. This is getting weirder because they, they know what we're talking about, you know? Yeah. Um, they definitely know. <laughs> they just don't want to talk about it. And, uh, Finally, we get to this this one guy, and we're like, "Look, like, please stay on the phone. Um, <laughs> we've got some some genuine questions, you know. We're not. We just want to know." And he's like, "Okay, well, here's the deal. Those other guys are probably really rude to you and acted the way they did because it is. It's seen as a privilege to have it reveal itself to you. And." So there's a whole bunch of, of, he goes, you know, there's a whole bunch of us that would give anything to have it reveal itself to us. You know, it's a great honor. Um, And so they're probably just jealous. Yeah. (laughs) Honesty. And we're like, okay, I mean, that explains a little bit of it. But (sighs) the discussing of it was also taboo. It's almost like Hmm. um, talking about it manifests it you know what i mean they um they 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 do not want to speak of it at all and you know i was i was we were pondering that for a little bit like well why would you not want to manifest it if it's viewed as an honor right and that was kind of a a stumper you know like well why so that was kind of weird but he said that, um, you know, it's viewed as an honor, and when it happens, 
if it happens to them, there's a whole, uh, uh, I don't want to say ritual, but an entire practice that they do uh, to present it with offerings. Uh, they make an earthen vessel, they said, out of uh, like a piece of bark, and then they get food from their supper table and a, uh, a vessel of pure water and tobacco. And then all of this is presented to this thing where they encountered it. Hmm. We were actually instructed to do that, but uh, the wife was not keen on going back there. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we did not, uh, in fact, go traipsing into the swamp. Um, but yeah, so they've got this whole uh, practice surrounding viewing it, um, which once again, really check the box if they know what it is. Right, right. And I've seen it. You know? I mean, just goes to show like Google doesn't have all the answers. There's more no. to the world and life than what the internet has to offer. Yeah. Well, and what you get is you get, you know, you, you type this stuff in and search strings and you get, did you mean J.R.R. Tolkien? Did you mean an end? Right. And I'm like, no, Diversion. no, no, no. <laughs> and that's the first 150 hits. So, mm -hmm. and it, a lot of this native lore and mythos isn't there. Mm -hmm. They don't actively pump it out on the internet, you know? So you got to do the groundwork and, uh, yeah. They, they, so our local Ojibwe, they knew about it. They know what it is. They, they, they kind of have a take where it's, it's, it's viewed like an elemental spirit like a guardian mm -hmm. type thing. Um, definitely doesn't feel like they're treating it like a cryptid animal or even like a Wendigo where it's a malicious spirit kind of thing. It's, it's not that it's more how they would, how you would expect someone to treat like an elemental concept, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm extremely fascinated because this is, just like it's like the a creature like of the earth itself, uh, uh, like manifesting itself, you know, in its own or way. Or the living however. embodiment of the forest. Right. Yeah. There you go. It's really like, like they like almost a forest king. Yeah. Like all. Yeah. I was gonna ask. Did you guys have any like feeling of fear or anything when you saw it move, or was it just more like surprising? Like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen, but it did. Yeah, it was it was more surprise than anything. I mean, it's 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 kind of like when people are like, you know, how I want to see a Sasquatch in the car going sixty. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it was like that. You know, we were in a vehicle just driving through the woods, so it wasn't like we stumbled upon it on foot or anything like that, which mm -hmm. would have been terrifying. Um, <laughs> but, right. You know, we viewed it. That would be a little bit of a different story if we were twenty foot away. <laughs> And a, this 14-foot-tall tree stands up and See, starts walking towards you. And it might have yeah. had some sort of squonk factor to it, to where, man, that thing looks ugly. And it was like, oh, it got all sad and turned around to walk away. <laughs> heard, its, <laughs> heard its psychic feelings. Yeah. <laughs> it felt shame. Yeah, like, oh, look at the girls on that. I'm a pretty tree. Oh. <laughs> it's walking. Oh. Oh, that's now they did, they did describe one other feature about this thing that I thought was really interesting. So we, uh, we, we kept digging because I actually, my high school ex-girlfriend, uh, is Inuit. And so real close with the family, I called them up. I talked to mom about it and, uh, same story, same mythos. And she told me to shut up and don't talk about that. <laughs> And so, huh. same response. But she also brought up the fact that it's it's believed that it's a shape-shifting entity. Okay. So it can be seen as something as small as a tiny little blade of grass all the way up to the size of a full-blown oak tree or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they view it as a shape-shifting thing. And that was a common thread there as well. So, um, so for it to reveal itself, it would have to be something, you know, like big and obvious and want to be. Seen. Yeah. Yeah. In theory, it could be right next to you is right. kind of the, the, you know, mm -hmm. 
it's out there watching. <laughs> right, yeah, all the time. Could be that leaf, you know, right next to you. Yeah, they definitely uh they definitely view it that way. Um you know, it's this whole spirit of the woods thing and and yeah. And and it was it was crazy because, you know, as we're talking to these people from the, all these different tribes, you know, because I we called around. It wasn't just Minnesota. We called all over. Like I said, we talked to the, the Inuits there, and and they had the similar story. And they're sitting there telling us about, you know, well, when I was a little girl, there were werewolves that raided the village and did all this crap. They'll talk about that. Yeah. We had one of them talking about lizard people, and and that was fine. Uh, all this stuff, they did not care. They're like, yeah, we'll talk about that all day long. But the walking tree. The walking tree were out. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and I, I kind of wonder if it goes back to mentioning it outside of these ceremonies or outside of actually it blessing you with its presence maybe invokes right. more of a wrath than anything. Maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. challenging it. But we're allowed to, you know, it, poke questions, right? I mean, we're allowed to inquire, right? Well, I don't know. If you get murdered by a tree tonight, you'll know the answer. True. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, they 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 want it to choose you, yes. not you to choose it. Okay. So even like, I, I guess that even goes back to almost royalty, like it being a forest king. Yeah. Like you only speak to royalty when it speaks to you. Right. Right. Not right. the other way around. Spoken. You don't. The peasant doesn't yeah. speak to the king. Yeah. The king can speak to a peasant, though. <clears throat> and you want it to bless you. You don't want to beg for a blessing. Yeah. Doesn't work the right. same way. Exactly. You get that big exactly. mallet thing, and they'll hit you over the head with it. Or using its name <laughs> too often degrades the power, or something like that. Mm. You know. Some, yeah. It's hard when you're talking about more supernatural beings because we don't get to know the rules. Right. Yeah. You right. Know, it's all speculation and ceremony, which is fine, but it's. If they teach us, come on. They may not know the full rules. Okay. They just know the punishment that comes with. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. They just know you're I'm a up. science nut. I'm a science nut. I just, everything in, you know, I, I have a very scientific mind. That's how I view the world. That's how I solve things. That's how I explain things. And so when you're talking about something like this, there's zero science in it mm-hmm. at all. There's no science in mythos. It's it's, it's testimony. It's yeah. um it's metaphysical opinion. science. Right. Right. <laughs> the, nothing's provable, repeatable, measurable. Right. It's just it's... what somebody said about what they saw kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's difficult to kind of put it in a box then. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Start it, going around poking really every tree. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Are you one? Right, yeah. I, uh, I don't want to be doing that because, uh, yeah, that that may not be tree sap there you're collecting, buddy. <laughs> Gosh, that took a turn. Oh yeah, just be careful what you're poking. You might get you might oh. get clubbed over that. Yeah. Oh God. It's, it's... No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's something, man. I I don't know. I'm I'm sitting here kind of crunching through my notes here because what I did find is that uh, so it, it's not isolated to here. That was another thing I was curious mm, about. Okay. You know, some stuff is just in pockets, you know, localized things and stuff like that. But um, there's actually more to it than that. Um, so the Ojibwe, they called it the Matig. Uh, the Inuit, they just translated, they just call it tree walkers. Um, but you get over into European areas like uh, Slavic regions. They call it the Leshy, mm, yeah. which you may have heard of before. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that pops up in pop culture. You know, the Leshy, uh, similar. Um, they even had one in The Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, the Leshy is, is, is a story that's been going around a long, 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 long time. Um, mostly Slavic Europe kind of regions, um, Norway, things like that too. Um, but theirs is kind of described as a trickster mm-hmm. of the woods, um, closer to like a faithful type story. Yeah. You know, it's out there causing shenanigans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it falls on more with the green man. 
Right, right. Yeah. It's trying to trick you, take advantage of you, you know, you mess around, it'll whisk you away, yeah. stuff like that. It's got not happy stories about it. Um, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Unless she's not Definitely anything you negative. want to be around at all. No. That's very bad news for you. I'd, I'd never yeah. heard of Leshy. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a green man, uh, like a trickster god, like he's saying. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's like described as like an old man's face in a tangle of roots. Mm-hmm, okay. It's nothing. If you see it, it's not good for you. Like Swamp Thing. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> okay. Much more like a lot of uh-huh. the legends are much more humanoid, but still very made of plants. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they living and in... also shape shifting. Yeah, shape shifting is another theme with that as well. Think um, of Loki made of tree. Can... I'm still yes, getting like the cartoon swamp thing. <laughs> like, it's Loki shape... tree edition. Doesn't he shape shift? I think I had it on tape somewhere. Not really. I think so. He just kind of meshes his body around. Shape shift and the other <laughs> nature elements. But yeah, so like you're saying, it's all around the world. Is this yes. walking tree or this living or this animate tree? Yeah. And it never, it always seems to bear at least some kind of respect, some kind, you know, by the locals, whether it's a negative indentation or more of a positive one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, the, the, the takeaway seems to be the same. Um, it's just how the people viewed it. Uh, you know, I feel like the native tribes in North America, they kind of had more of a respect, leave it alone type thing. Yeah. Europeans just anthropomorph- yeah, anthropomorphize it as some kind of a trickster. Um, you know, I even found stuff out of like Turkey. I think it was Turkey. Let me see. It's the, they call it the Archura. And similar story. Theirs was actually the closest description to what we saw. Hmm. Um in that it was more just a walking giant tree. Uh, but they don't really assign as much of the uh, trickster stuff like the Europeans do. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, it's the same damn thing. And it's it's weird because it's not one place. You know, It's all over the place in different environments. Um, so there's got to be something there. Oh, yeah. I, I just don't know what it is. I can't it's got to think... be something. There's one in Africa, too, and I cannot think of the name of it for the life of me. But there's a tree that will stand up and walk away in somewhere in Africa. And uh, it's known to run from elephants and because elephants during the drought will rip trees up to get water. Oh, God. So it'll stand up and get away from elephants. <laughs> nope. Nuh-uh. You know, <laughs> trees are big and scary when they're walking, but... An elephant's pretty frickin' yeah, when it's a thirsty elephant. Threatening to uproot you. I would get up and run, too. <laughs> Absolutely. But no, yeah, it's a global phenomenon, and it's always just kind of a fringe thing in yeah. most cultures, where it's not like... It's always there, but it's never the center of anything. Right, right. It's like this peripheral idea. But it's, it's like... This wasn't some like transparent, ghosty-looking thing. It was very physical, mm-hmm. very present. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's and, and like I said, for us, we saw this thing in the middle of the daytime, right? Clear yeah. as clear could possibly be, and it, it you know, but what is it? That, mm-hmm. That's where I keep getting stuck. But what is it? Now, well, how you long? Know, I, how long ago was this again? Uh, this was less last fall. Okay. Yeah. Were, and were you up there like fishing for or anything? Uh, we were actually headed back from the cities. Okay. Okay. I just didn't know. Maybe you were super blessed that fishing trip or something or some weird. <laughs> so we got two state records and yeah, limited it out twenty minutes. <laughs> it would have had yeah. you left, you know, an earthen vessel with some fresh water there for it and tobacco. And tobacco, you probably would have had the fishing day of your life so that's kind of a thing that i've heard a lot of people ask like why do all these spirits uh want or these things want tobacco and it has so much significance in most native american culture because it's a crop they produced for uh, luxury it's not a necessity good so when you when a spirit or an entity wants the tobacco or why you give them that it's because it's giving them a luxury good Mm. It's just kind right. of a weird thing because everybody, maybe not as familiar with it, is always like, 
why is it always tobacco? Why do they always want tobacco? It's not the tobacco. It's the meaning behind the tobacco. Okay. Right. Some right. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, they, they do the same thing. Like, you know, I've got friends that they, they'll see a roadkill, whatever, and they'll pull over and sprinkle tobacco on it. I mean, it's just, um, it's just one of the things they do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's viewed as an offering and a gift. And so, yeah, same, same thing with this. That makes it's, sense. Uh, oh, look, I got the wife. I was going to say, <laughs> will you please introduce her? Sure. This is my wife, Cassandra. Hi. She got the best stare at it. Here, tell you what, trade chairs with me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's hear your Cassandra's now coming on for yeah. everybody at home. And she's going to tell us what she's seen. Hi. Hello. Um, sorry to come in so late. Busy doing good. the mom thing. Yep. So where are we at? So we just we've been through the whole story. We were talking about them uh, going like finding these similar creatures or entities all over the place. But we'd love to hear your you when you've seen it and from it your view. Oh. Um. Well, we were headed back from the in-laws, and uh, I was staring out the window and I saw this tree, and I'm like. I was literally turning to tell him, wow, what an ugly tree. Cause that's all it was. It was just this truly hideous tree. Like, you know how like in the bogs, how they like get all black and yeah. yucky and then they look like they're like rotting and falling and, apart. And yeah. it was doing one of those things. And I was like looking at it going, wow, what a really ugly tree. And like, I don't know if it heard me, <laughs> like, oh, it did. but like on cue, it started walking toward me. And I'm like, hmm. insta panic. Like that trees, trees don't, trees don't walk. Yeah. That one totally did. So that was neat. <laughs> that was neat. <laughs> so it actually walked towards your guys' vehicle? Um, yeah, well, it was walking, like it was out, like, okay, when you looked out, it's like this like big open kind of swampy area yeah. field thing, clearing in the woods. And it took two great big steps towards the road, huh. like towards us. Like, I, I swear it heard my brain say, wow, what an ugly tree. <laughs> <laughs> and it was I know it's probably totally in my head, but now I mean, if we're talking, <laughs> if we're talking more force and elemental or anything like that in that nature, maybe you did offend it. I mean, and then I was like searching, and I mean, I, we live in an area where all of the things, all of the things, because it's wild. It's, yeah, it's completely untouched. Nobody's mm -hmm. nobody's out here in these woods. You know, especially in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. So we get we get dog man, windigo, all these all these fun reports. And they all totally make perfect sense. I get it. You know, it'd be arrogant to think we know everything that's out there. So right. I'm not like, there's no way that exists. Because you can't, you know. I mean, we're finding megalodons, my friend. Like, they still exist. You know? <laughs> like, you don't know what's out there. So I mm -hmm. totally am okay with all these, like, cryptid animals and all this stuff. But trees? I wasn't ready. Right. Well, I'm like asking everybody. I can like anybody that will stand still long enough. Have you ever seen a tree walk, man? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm out of so here. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> super glad I came to visit. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I finally get a hold of one of the native elders in the area because I'm like, if anybody is gonna have a story, if anybody is gonna know anything, it's gonna be the indigenous people here. Mm -hmm. You know, and and the answer I got was shut up about it. Yeah, yeah. like Which... it was the whole Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice kind of vibe <laughs> I got. Like take him, you know, take take the tree, this this sacrifice. I was walked through a whole ritual, you know, all these things I was supposed to do, and I was supposed to present it with a gift, and then never speak on it again. And I'm like a science kid. And I can't not ask questions. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm, I'm, aller I'm allergic to unanswered questions. <laughs> I break out in my <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I think when I come up to Minnesota this summer, I'm going to have to leave an offering somewhere nearby because so, we're talking about it now. <laughs> and I don't want this to attach itself to me now. I mean, you'll right. be in. Well, I mean, I was told it was an honor and I was supposed to feel like special because they only present themselves for your blah, 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 uh -huh. you know. Oh, yeah. And I was invited to hang out at powwows and stuff if I wanted to, honorary, you know, come oh. hang out. You're cool. Obviously, the trees have chosen you to be cool. So. Right, yeah. 
That's your end. You know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if the trees say you're cool, you're cool, man. Right, yeah. Um, That's why they don't talk about it. It's hard to impress a tree. It's like... It's hard to <laughs> <impress> <laughs> it could be my squirrel-like size. Um, I don't know. <laughs> the way it was drawn to you. I don't know. If something weird's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. It's just my existence. True. If there's a weirdo in the store, they're going to tell me their life story. Oh, I've, I've been there. I I think I draw that too. Jay, at every conference, I'll look over <laughs> and he'll be cornered by somebody. Now, they're not always weirdos, but. No, I'm not saying they're any bad people. They're yeah. not ever, they've never been a bad person, but no. you'll be getting cornered by somebody and getting their Weird whole life me. story. Oh, oh gosh. They'll yeah. be showing you pictures. The whole thing. Yeah, I've the seen, real confession. I've seen family yes. photo albums. Yeah. Like, Same. From a stranger I've never met. <laughs> and they're like, I just, mm-hmm. I just feel like you're a person that can understand this. I'm like, right. I am. You ain't the right one. <laughs> I, it's probably because you wear a big tinfoil hat. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. <laughs> I have this really dark thought. Can I share it with you? And you're like, I don't even know you, though. But you're going to anyway, aren't you? Yes. You're going to anyway. <laughs> No matter how I answer you, you yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Just get her over with, eh? It happens. So I kind of feel like, I, I don't know, that might be part of it. Wildlife and strange people drawn to me. I do I mean, think I that know. people are more, certain people are more open to this type of, this type of thing in the world than others. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just is how it happens. Where like people aren't, how do I word this? This kind of stuff happens more often than people realize, but if you're not open to it, it just your brain will automatically ignore it. Yep. Did that tree right. move? Sure. No, it didn't. It was an optical illusion. You gotta have. You know, that's what your brain. You know, the up. eye, the eyes to see it and the ears to hear it. Yeah. So exactly. you being the who you are, and witnessing it, you know, you got the the real story out of it. Whereas somebody that right. would, is very closed off to this would have been like. It must have been breaking and falling. You know, it just must have been right. just something else. I, trick of the list. No, I tried to justify it away. Trust me. Mm-hmm. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, maybe. No. It, it took two really clear, distinct, very large steps forward. You've oh. been nightmaring about it. I do, I do. To this day, I still have nightmares about it. Like, Ooh, I think about it a lot. That's because you didn't offer it anything. Broham, I am four foot ten. I am not going to square off with a tree in the event that it came at me because it was mad I said it was ugly. You need to clear your conscience. She sleeps next with a chainsaw next to the bed. Clean water and apples and tobacco. Simple. Blowtorch and a chainsaw. Go equipped, right? There you go. Just in case. A little bit of gasoline and a matchbook. I'm not big enough to square off with a tree, man. Throw a water balloon full of gasoline at it. Come on, yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, I don't, I I don't, it's his woods. He can have it. But off, uh, before you got on, we were talking about, and this is something that connected it for me too. You know, this tree was seen in a swamp in water. Uh, the Lilo Lake monster, which is a Michigan monster, was literally a big tree. A boy, it was a flooded forest. Uh, so a, a kid was boating out there. He's row in a rowboat, goes up, and it's this big gnarled tree that's standing out of the water. He throws a rope around it to tie up so he could fish out, you know, off this tree. He throws this rope around it. This big old yellow eye opens up, staring right at him. The tree freaks out. So does the kid. And the tree starts, you know, diving and pulling away from him. And, you know, it's tied to the boat. It flaps the boat around and stuff like that. And other people had seen this big living tree moving through the lake. But the lake was a little deeper than your, uh, what happened in your encounter. So it could have had these big like, trunk legs. Right. But, you right. know, apparently it was so indistinguishable from a normal tree that he literally tied up to it. And right. just make maybe they're cool. more off, more common than people think. You know, you just see a tree sitting in water. I mean, really, right. what are you gonna do? Just like any other ugly well, tree. It, it wasn't like it wasn't like okay. So you see like depictions of ants and things like that, right. where they almost hang up a humanoid figure, where it's got the the very clear head, shoulders, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Not that one. It was a tree. Yeah. Just a tree. Ugly. A really 
grody looking one. A beautiful yeah. tree like, in its probably... own way. The, the sacred tree from <laughs> Tree Gully. Classically handsome. Classically <laughs> handsome. It, had, it held its beauty on the inside. Along with groves. Among <laughs> other things, I'm sure. <laughs> There's one thing we didn't talk about yet. The, the kind of the giant walking bug or walking stick aspect. <laughs> is this this giant totally. creature that's literally so good at disguising itself as a tree that it's indistinguishable? I mean, anything's possible, realistically. I mean, every culture has mention of them yeah. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So it has to exist. I mean, there's no way people from every corner of the world all have the same story without somebody having seen the darn thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were talking... At least a yeah, uh, he he went through his list off or before you got on, and then we added some that we knew about. Like there's an African one that runs away from elephants during the drought because, <laughs> well, elephants I will mean, break open trees during the droughts to get water. Right. So it's a scary when, time. yeah, when you're a tree and the elephants start coming, you get up and you move. Hightail it. You imagine watching a big tree run away from a herd of elephants? I, I just seen him rip Eddie in half last week. I'm getting out of here. Stomping. <laughs> Looks like Godzilla's run away. <laughs> but in, in Mexico talks about these trees that literally crawl over mountains during, you know, different seasons and stuff like that. So oh, cool. Like the like walking cactus almost? Kind of, yeah. And literally they can tell like the, when the season's about to change because that's when they start flipping over the other side of the mountain. Because, uh, uh, you know, All it's... Right. It's it's just weird that like you're you're right that all these cultures from around the planet have something relatively similar. And mm-hmm. is it this forest spirit? You know, is it this entity that manifests in these wild areas? Is it the forest king, where it's literally this giant guardian or protector? Uh, is it a big walking stick, yeah, like a, big, a, li- a big, big bug? bug. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a giant bug. Who really? It's I mean, alive. Well, yeah, yes. whatever it is, it's alive, it's sentient, and it's paying attention. And it heard your thoughts. And, 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 and there's a distinct possibility. Easily offended. Or I'm just that lucky. Yeah. I really feel like it, because like, literally as the thoughts are, wow, that's a really ugly tree. <laughs> you know, for, for, having <laughs> such, me, bro. for having such bark-like <laughs> skin, it's very thin. It's super grody. It's like, oi. <laughs> <laughs> you're ugly right here, buddy. <laughs> you're ugly right here, Yeah, good thing you were driving, because he was coming to take care of business. I, I don't know. You know, I mean, it could have been. I, I really, it's all speculation at this point. Yeah, people. But until I go back and give it a tree bark full of food and stuff. <laughs> I've even I'm heard apparently... stories of, like, the forest, like, reshuffling around you. Like, to get Scary. people, like, get Lucky. people lost. What if it's because the trees literally, when you're not looking, kind of move around? Yeah. We've had that happen. Remember? We've had that happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, when we were out shrooming. Yeah, we've had that happen. Mushroom hunting. Yeah. yeah. Not... I get Partaking. you. <laughs> not magicals. Yeah. We were literally out mushroom hunting. You don't got to explain nothing to me. You didn't get to see my hat beforehand. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's it's a massive Amanita hat. Fun. Looking like Toadstool from Mario. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could I maybe see that? Yeah, I'll show you after we're done. Yeah, we'll show fair. Yep. But yeah, <laughs> just literally came before you guys got on. <laughs> but yeah, it's just... Yeah, no. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we yeah. lost forever. Yeah, tell us what we happened. Were out, we were out going uh, foraging and... Um, the compass and all that jazz and uh we were out there following there's kind of this i say trail but it's mostly game trail mm-hmm. and uh we were out there we took a right we took another right took another right and without crossing over the original path ended up miles over so basically there would have been no way for us to cross over the entry path and yet we did yeah mm. And the and compass didn't wasn't lying. The compass said we were still where we were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we we go out there all the time. Yeah, I mean, pretty familiar with the place. Yeah, we know those woods. And yeah, she was actually pregnant at the time, and <laughs> we ended up in this swamp. eight months pregnant, tromping through swampland with a dang bucket. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <for> mushrooms. <laughs> you must really like mushrooms. Well, we do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
I get it. If you could get hands on lobster mushrooms oh. for free in the woods, would you not go walking for them? Yeah. Interesting. Centrals, uh, morels, trumpets. Trumpets, yeah. We... Ooh. Mm. Naming off all the good ones. ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we cook. We cook. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, no, it, uh, we ended up somehow magically crossing over a path that was 15, 20 feet wide yeah, you without can't crossing miss, over it. You mm. can't miss the entrance. It's it's big enough that the DNR drives through it on trucks. Yeah. You cannot miss the entrance. So literally, and some, like the ground around you was reshuffling. Yeah. yeah. And then so yeah. the story I can think of was, I believe, in like, it was out west in logging country. And they were literally spray painting X's on trees as they went for their path, for their, their trail. They were deciding how much timber they could get. You know, they were selective timber harvesting. Uh, so that's unlike clear cutting where they don't, you know, everybody at home, they don't take everything. You know, they take certain trees that are, anyways. Yeah. Uh, that's how they do here. Yeah. Okay. So on the way back, their line of X's they were going. So they like they basically imagine like a string through the woods they were making with these X's. Uh, they were all over the place. They were no longer in a straight line. And they, That's so scary. Yeah, they could not figure it out. And it's like the force did not want them there and was letting them know that we can get you yeah. very lost if we want you, right. if we want to. It's like the Lost Woods from Zelda. Your second <laughs> Zelda reference for the day. Yeah, it is, ain't it? That was more unsettling than being walked out of the woods by those coyotes. Yeah. Like, I was more unsettled by the fact that we were completely lost. Yeah. We don't it, get lost. It, yeah. No, ever. It's we don't, a, this is a we place don't get lost. we go to all the time. I mean, we we hike a lot. It's where we are. <laughs> this is our, it's our backyard, basically. Yeah. You know, this right. is uh, very, very, very familiar with this area. And, no. you know. Never been so lost in my life. Right. I had to use the sun to get out. I'm like, where's the sun at? Screw this. <laughs> he pulls up the maps and he's like, all right, there's two choices. We can go back the way we came and keep going around and hope to get dry land or we can plug through this swamp. What you want to do? I'm like, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Just going through. As the girl swamp. Yeah. I've had enough. We're not following trails anymore. We're just going to follow. We're going follow that way. Sun. <laughs> Second star of the right. Let's do this. Yeah, you know? yeah. We've had it. Neverland. <laughs> so, what do you think you encountered? If you had if to put it in a box, I, I know it's a hard question. I, I, no, I no, and I thought a lot about it. Um, I can't answer that question without a little bit of backstory. You go right ahead. I'm a Catholic boarding school survivor. Translation, I am a true nihilist. Nothing means anything, everything is nothing, and it's all hokum. <laughs> so to hear, it's all hokum. So to hear people call it things like spirits and, and blah, 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 I, I can't roll my eyes hard enough. And I know that's terrible, and I know it's wildly disrespectful, and I'm sorry, but it's all malarkey. And so if, if anything, it'd have to be a creature. I feel like Bigfoot's the same way. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it's just animals we don't fully understand. We discover new species every day. Mm-hmm. Things we don't understand. Things that don't make any darn sense. As for Bigfoot, it's a different chain off the human evolution. We came from the same thing, clearly, and we took a different form. We all know how, you know, evolution works. You know, it's this this basic stuff. So if I had to put a name to it, I'd say it's a critter. A critter. It's an animal of some kind. That's, it's gotta be. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not a spirit. It's not a cursed dude. It's not, you know, that it's all, that's all hogo. It, 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 it's just nonsense. So big, I mean, big stick bug. Chances for woo woo would be aliens. Them I believe are legit <laughs> because there's no possible way they're not. Mm. It's there you go. possible. Look at the vastness of everything. There's yeah. absolutely no way. Mathematically it's impossible. Right. We are not the only planet with sentient bugs. All right. <laughs> John, what do you think? Um, well, I mean, it, I'm on the side that it could be, you know, a variation of tree. And here's why, because, you know, <laughs> you guys sit and, you know, you, you discuss the whole. Yeah, that's fine. It's audio for us. Oh, okay. they, oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Uh, so, um. 
you know, you guys discuss a lot about the the whole the fungi thing, mm -hmm. especially as of late, and how those are displaying sentient behavior and almost a conscious intent with the things that they do. Mm -hmm. And I generally think that that plants and and things of that nature and trees are not that different. You know, they they do things with intent. It's not just some mindless little thing that just does a tiny function. You know, they definitely seem to be more than what we give them credit for. Right. I mean, they do respond to love and music. And... Yeah, well, yep. you know, it's, it's, it's more than just some automatic thing that just does things out of impulse and survival and that's it. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it, <sighs> I guess I guess the question is 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 it a, a natural thing in nature, or is it some kind of a spirit? And I would lean towards something from nature. I really would. I I don't know what it is. I don't know <laughs> how it came to be, but it could definitely be a species of of tree or plant. That we just don't understand. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's there's too many of them. They're all over the place. It's it's not. To me, it just doesn't strike me as as some sort of of of, of weirdo spirit thing, right? At all. Well, because if I it don't... was a cursed person, why is there one on every continent? Right. It's just like... everyone's cursed, and they're just pumping out these tree things. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Or or has nature created these things? Have they evolved from natural sources? Mm -hmm. And I lean towards that. I you know it's a product of environment and it happens all over the place. Mm -hmm. I mean it's it's I I think it's something that's the uh, I, I don't want to say normal but normal. Yeah, natural. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Of this, I always say, of the biosphere, you know, it fits somewhere on the family tree of something. Right. It's somewhere. Uh, so for that, I could see anything from an actual plant. Uh, that would be a big benefit to be able to move to new nutrient-rich soil every once in a while. Absolutely. You know, or a defense mechanism. If, you know, the fungus in the soil start to attack or there was a bug infestation, mm -hmm. and just getting up and right. walking 100 yards, maybe or a really good... Elephant. You know, getting away from an elephant, or yeah, you can or even go. You got to prove a point to an insulin human. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or even a colonial organism, or this is a colony of stuff that happens to look like a big body. I mean, there's these sure. groups of these giant alligator worms, uh, which their worms are tiny, yeah. but they're, the bodies they make are gigantic, and they'll function like one body, and they may be using a tree husk as kind of like an exo uh, No, oh my gosh, exoskeleton. Ex there you go. And they're happening to repurpose stuff in their environment. Uh, so ligakeet worms will wrap around sticks and stuff like that for structure. So what if it's the advanced version of this? That Ooh, it's been around for a while. They've figured out. They figured out how to they, like take found, a husk of a tree. Yeah, they found this shell. And that way birds can't pick you apart. Three kids in a trench coat act. The three kids in a trench coat act. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the fungi. They're piloting it. That's gotta be. I mean, literally, yes. Anything could be fungus at this point. I think we've hit that stride uh, as of late for sure. That yeah, there's always the the fungus aspect. I think that's what it is. it's fungus took over a whole colony of termites, and then they taught the termites to hollow out the tree. Then they jumped ship from the termite brains to some other bug. I don't know that could maneuver the tree around. So these these, walking these mushrooms have hijacked bug brains and hybridized into fauna. <laughs> Can you fit any more words in there? No, I'm trying my best. That's all you're doing is just trying to shove all the words that you hear me say. <laughs> That's how the fungus work, though. That's how they. That's how they operate. That, yeah, I mean, definitely, <laughs> they could be mirrors. these ancient organisms. Yeah, uh, it's all a phenotype, right? What'd you say? Yeah, it's a mushroom phenotype. <laughs> oh, gosh. That does this. All right. Thank you guys for coming on. Have a good so, night. Bye. The other ones from the different countries are a little different. They got separate phenotypes. He's taking a bong going home. He doesn't want to anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I could definitely, like you were saying, there's nature is much weirder than anything anybody can cook up. Uh, oh, yeah. 
you know, on Freaky Fauna, we just we've talked about ironclad snails and stuff like that, where they literally live in 750 degree water and ingest iron sulfide and push it out through their skin to make armor plated skin. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, that's something that most people don't realize can exist. 750 degree water. That's, you know, what is that? Let's see. Um, Roughly hot. three and a half times boiling point. Yeah, that's hot. That's, that's hot. And there's. Well, 800, 800 melts lead. So that's a yeah. great comparison. It's, uh, we, we did uh, during that episode, we talked about uh, it's, melts, it's higher than aluminum's melting temperature. Okay. Because I think aluminum's 712. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's too it's not good. No, so the metal, like a, a pop can, would be melting at where these guys are sitting comfortably. So mm-hmm. to tell me that there's not a biological opportunity Gosh. for a tree-like thing to be moving around, you know, it just yeah. there's weirder life exists already. I mean, I've had hot they're poops they're before, but their dumps have to be ungodly, <laughs> like burning. Sent Literal magma. Yeah, it's sent to the toilet paper. I think you got like bombardier beetles that, you know, create 800 degree explosions out of their butt. Uh, you know, <laughs> a little bombardier beetle is famous for killing a tiger. It just, yeah, it's a beetle the size of a, a couple grains of rice killed a tiger. <laughs> yeah. I will be Googling that later as well. Okay. Bombardier go. beetles. Don't you dare give that thing a burrito. <laughs> yeah. We'd all be dead. It'd be like a small nuclear explosion. I could just see the headline: <laughs> Bombardier Colony of Bombardier Beetles breaks in the Taco Bell. Like, oh, it's a <laughs> Statewide quarantine. Jeez. Stay Massachusetts away. disappeared over one night. Yeah. <laughs> Thought Palestine was bad. You should see this. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Bombardier Beetle poo is yeah, burning our town to the ground, <laughs> literally. <laughs> God, that's so gross. <laughs> it's a damn beetle, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> they got into that nacho sauce. <laughs> no, it's true, though. I mean, you know, it, to, to me, nature is so damn weird. It's so weird. It, oh, it yeah. just is. It's weird. It's weird, weird, weird. And why not? I mean, it, I, I, I'm stuck on the what is it. I, I really am. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that, that's that's where I get hung up. What is the explanation? What actually is it? If I were up there and biopsy a piece of it, what would come back? Right. You know, I'm curious. I mm-hmm. dare you to try. Yeah. Well, not, <laughs> I don't want to try. But, you know, <laughs> I would like an answer. His feathers are showing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I think you I'm going colony of worms. <laughs> it wants. It wa- I guess it wants food. Mm. I mean, I could take its snackies. There you go. My yeah. question: How many are there? Like. Straight up, I we spend so much time in the woods. Yeah, it's more home than the house. Mm-hmm. Okay, how many of them are there? Like, is this a common thing? Are they like territorial, like cougars? They only have you know like one per so many miles. Like, what are we talking here? If it's a critter, there's more. Mm-hmm. There, if it's a living, breathing, breeding thing, it's yeah. making more. There are more. So how many? How many, how many of them trees that I've leaned up against to, you know, right. whatever, have been like, oi. <laughs> so I guess that would just depend heavily what they actually are, you know, where they fall in the biological tree of life. Mm-hmm. If there's something like a colony of oligarchy worms that's possessing, or not possessing as in the supernatural aspect, possessing so as in animated. hollowing out right. uh, yeah, a corpse of a tree and using it for locomotion... Uh, like an yeah, right, right. literally, yeah. <laughs> and there may be dozens of them per area, you know, but they may be like require wetlands, and they because they when the ligakeet worms, right. the colony itself, mainly move once every couple of years, and they literally pick right. up and walk to a new spot to feed on fresh soil and stuff like that. Hmm. And it, that's it, you know. It's not it's not doing these great big impressive strides over the savanna or nothing like that normally. Right. But every once for- in a while. It's just picking up and moving. Yeah. Right. I don't so, know. I mean, by that standard, I'd be just lucky enough to happen to yeah. be there at the exact, you know. When it was doing it. Like, what are the odds, kind of? And literally, yeah, it's probably most moving across the pond, if it's that kind of thing. You know, it's moving. If it's that. Yeah. But that said, if it's an insect-like thing, like a giant walking stick, insects breed like, well, insects. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, so some, that's a it's weird, because some insects, like uh, the giant spiny tree lobsters... 
some of the biggest land insects. What? Giant spiny tree lobsters. It's a walking stick stuff. relative. Uh, they're giant, literally. They look like tree lobsters, and they're covered in spines. <laughs> I need to make a list of the things I'm supposed to look up. I know. She's, she needs to make a list of all the stuff to Google after. This, this. is the problem with being around me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to be friends. Oh, yeah, we are. We're friends. <laughs> but uh, anyways, they don't reproduce very fast at all. Because they're uh, they only produce a couple they only produce a couple offspring every couple of years. It's very oh. odd for insects. Yeah. I suppose we should be grateful Not for Not mass that reproduction. Fact. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're almost extinct. Uh, they were found they were apex predators on an island chain, and we actually thought they were extinct for over sixty years. Uh, but they're really good at hiding. So this could be in that same okay. vein. Long life expectancy then? Yeah. They do. Uh, I, yeah. uh, upwards of 20 years. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. See, that seems to carry through with a lot of stuff, though. Right. If it's got a long life expectancy, low the reproduction rate yeah. is way lower. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, bowhead whales, I mean, they produce one offspring every 30 or 40 years, and they're the right. second longest living mammal. You know, we have one that's 301 years old. Jeez, beans. Yeah, but they only they don't they produce two or three calves their entire life. That's why they probably won't make it into the next century. It's because they've been wiped right. out so hard that they we still don't know if they'll bounce back because they're so slow at reproducing we can't tell yet. We'll just start cloning right. them. Give it fifty years and hope for the best. We'll get their surrogate whale mothers. You know, it's really hard <laughs> to get a whale to hold still to implant an embryo. It's kind of a sweet talk. Got not a sweet talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sweet talking a semi trailer. <laughs> Get your dory on. Get your dory right, on. Yeah. I think I could do it. I think I could do it. I, I think I got a feeling. Drop me out there. Let me try. Just put on the very mallow. I mean, you tamed Wild day. Bill, so. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I did. I got Making something about some- me. <laughs> just the bald head. It might be. <laughs> Got that whale magnetism, huh? Yeah, yeah. The real story behind mermaids. Oh man, there's actually a, a wise kid you know skit about. Oh my a gosh, whale. shut up! There is about taming a whale, and no one believed him. I hate you. And then he went and showed him. There's not. Yeah, he taught a whale to jump out of its tail, and they're like, "No, you didn't. I did too. I taught a whale to jump out of its tail." And the teacher goes on this whole thing of loading up the whole classroom, forcing, drives them all down to wherever Florida to make, force him to show everybody in front of the class how much of a liar he is. And he gets out and actually does it. And the teacher, <laughs> he, he did it. He actually did it. But it was this whole long drawn out thing and he actually could do it. It's the wow. dumbest thing ever, but it's so funny. Okay. <laughs> so it's possible. That's what I'm saying. At. Long story short. Possible. It's possible. Anything is possible. possible. We all read Florida Man headlines. Everything's possible. Yeah, exactly. I hate you today, Jay. (laughs) You hate me every day. Different reason. Exactly. I keep it fresh. Florida Man arrested for riding his pet gators through Walmart. Yeah, no, exactly. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Wait a minute. I've read some stories. (laughs) I know we're going to have... I know we're going to have you guys on a future episode for other encounters you guys have had. Of a different variety, but for this and one, those, what'd you say? And and those I've got lots, boy. <laughs> but I gotta show you my big comic book. Oh yeah, no, actually yes. Well, yeah. I, no, I'm excited. But for this topic, <laughs> is there anything else to add before we wrap it up? No, I mean it's kind of we exhausted everything we could find, and that's what we came up with. I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. Still, just stuck asking questions, and that's the end of that one. Yeah. Everybody I ask the same thing. Shh. Yeah, it's a shush. It's a shush. Yeah. Every like, even the Inuit, we asked a, a a native Alaskan, and even she said the same thing. Literally, just pinched her lips shut. That was her response. But if anybody else has ever seen one, say something. Please, oh, yeah. reach out. Yes. Because we want to know. I'd love to hear. Yeah, we do. Too. Everybody at home. Yeah, we got inner. We've become international podcast. 
So if you anywhere has heard of any tree moving or walking or any kind of animate action, please let us know. Australia has to have one. There has to be one person in Australia that's seen something like this. Nobody's gone into the rainforest. That and one guy. tried to kill somebody. That's Australia, right? Yeah. They literally seen a Komodo dragon and a tree carrying off a guy. It's like, all right, well, we're not going in there anymore. No. <laughs> it's just spider season. It's fine. Oh, all right, guys. You know how we like to end episodes. On the count of three, we're all going to scream bye. And then the outro oh. will play. All right. All right. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash CryptoTheCorn.com. And don't forget, stay magical.